it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm joined by my friends, my co-hosts, Alex and Peter. First episode in a few weeks. Uh, if my voice sounds a little off, it's because I am sick and uh, feel like crap, just like this Chelsea team does as well after they draw nil-nil with Bournemouth, after many occasions of scoring opportunities, which we're going to get to in this recap. I know the recap's coming a little bit late. Uh, our college lives got ahead of us, and we got a little busy over the weekend. Uh, but we are here now to talk about this match. So I don't want to go too, you know, dig too deep into that. I'll give my co-host the opportunity to do that, and I'll start with them. As Chelsea now sit in 14th in the Premier League with a 1-2-2 two, and two record, uh, their next match coming on Sunday against Aston Villa, which again, like I I know it, it's you know people say for for like football games American football that you never know you know every game is 50 50 chance of winning and I feel like you could say that in the Premier League too but you look at the top teams and it's like okay well Liverpool is going to beat this team that just got promoted or you know uh, Man City is going to do the same 
But now this Chelsea team, it's like any game is a 50-50 game. Or if anything, they're not favored. Because you can't trust this team now to uh, to finish matches. And that that's what I have to say. So I'll send it to you guys now. Well, I mean, you can trust the team to finish matches. But will they finish matches with a good result? That's the question. And will they be able to finish their chances in that game is... Well, that's not even a question at this point. That's honestly just a no. Because, I mean... It's the story of Chelsea for the past few years, honestly, where it if you look at statistics, if you look at possession, if you look at passes completed, if you look at big chances created, we're like top five, top six, top seven, top, not 14th in all of those things. But we just can't score. No matter what it is, we just can't score. We were like 18th in big chances converted or something like that. It is, it's actually insane how bad we are. At actually scoring goals which obviously you need to do to win games which is why we end up drawing to Bournemouth and getting these bad results I mean to be fair Bournemouth is our bogey team but even last year and our worst season like ever basically we still were able to beat them and we can't even do that this year I don't <clears throat> I don't know what it is maybe we just need Nkunku back and he'll change everything but I mean it's just it's getting so hard to watch because you're just you get at least somewhat excited for the games. You watch the games. You see us create a chance. And then you're like, okay, this is, this game's going to go well. And then you just see us create six more chances, except every single one of them we just miss. And then at some point, like going into this Aston Villa game, I don't think we're scoring, which means at best we get a nil in the result. And Aston Villa have good attackers. They have Ollie Watkins and Diaby. I don't think we're going to be able to win that game. Like you said, Josh, I don't think it's 50-50 because... It, 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 it can't be 50-50 to win a game when you don't have a 50%, like when you can't score goals, which we clearly can't. I don't know what needs to change, but it's been Chelsea's problem since forever. And if we're ever going to turn the ship around, if we're ever going to get back to the top four, we need to figure out how to score goals and how to actually get shots on target that aren't straight at the keeper. And it's just annoying to watch. And I hope we can figure it out because we need to figure it out. But as of right now, it's just... So, so frustrating to watch this team try to score. Yeah, it just really feels like we don't have anyone who's clinical right now uh, in front of goal. Nico Jackson, I just don't think, you know, at this current moment, maybe in the future, you know, he's obviously a hard worker. Uh, you know, he presses well, he creates chances, he recovers the ball well. Um, but in, you know, in that clinical spot, I'm not sure if he's, uh, if, he, if he's that guy right now. Uh, you know, maybe you play on the long side someone. Uh, possibly in Kunku when he comes back and uh, things will get a little bit better with, you know, some better service as well. But, um, you know, we have so many chances. Just none of these players are really super clinical. Uh, and when you think about it, like when I think of a, a clinical finisher, our most clinical finisher, I feel like, is Raheem Sterling. And that's saying something, uh, you know, because of all the chances he actually misses. But he's been relatively clinical in front of Cole so far this season compared to everyone else. Mudrik, obviously, we just haven't seen enough from so far. Um, you know, I'm just now uh, scrolling down to the bench. Uh, you know, Cole Palmer, obviously, he just got here, so we got to give him a little bit of time. But, uh, you know, he wasn't uh, obviously too, uh, didn't have that edge in the final third either. So it really didn't matter who it was. Uh, this Chelsea team just doesn't seem to have the edge uh, in the final third. And, and that's really the problem. They defend relatively well. Um, you know, in the midfield, they transition well, they counter well. Uh, it's really just once they get in within 30 yards, the goal, uh, it just seems like uh, nothing can really go their way. And that and that's really the main problem here. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think another guy to talk about is Connor Gallagher. He did get a few shots in this game. Um, obviously, one of them in the first half, if he positioned it better, because it was him versus the goalkeeper, and he just kind of sent it right. Uh, I think it was on the goalkeeper's right side. He only had to move, move a few inches to get there. And then Alex, you mentioned Raheem Sterling. I mean, the big, I think, chance in this game was Chelsea's goal that was ruled off due to offsides. But before that, it was a right outside the box on the left side of the pitch, a free kick for Sterling, who just hit the crossbar on the right side of the net. And, you know, he aims that a few inches down, and that's a that's a good goal for Chelsea. So it really came, like, it literally did come down to inches this game. And I do want to say that um, the chances for Chelsea were way closer than Aston Villa did. I think that Chelsea had better, or not Aston Villa, sorry, Bournemouth did. Um, I think that their counterattacking was better. I thought that just their chances on goal, like I said earlier, was just cleaner. Um, but again, like we all said, just not able to put that finishing touch to get it back in the net. And now that's back-to-back matches with zero goals, and then the other one was against Nottingham Forest. So, yeah. I mean, when you're not scoring goals against these clubs like Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest, compared to like a, a Man United or an Arsenal or a Liverpool or a Man City, the top four clubs, uh, like biggest clubs, then then it, it's just embarrassing. And that's what it was again today. So that's what I have to say there. I'm ready to go to the stats when you guys are. I guess if Peter has any final thoughts. Yeah, I just want to say, like you said, Josh, that we had better chances than Bournemouth, but Bournemouth did have chances. So I just want to point out, I thought Robert Sanchez actually had a good game today. I don't think he's ever going to become someone like Allison or Ederson, where there's up there's the best goalkeepers in the Prem. But as long as he can be serviceable and continue to make good saves, especially there was one pretty relatively early into the game where, he had to, where they were basically through on goal and he had to make a nice diving stop uh, to his right. I mean... He just needs to be serviceable like that because if we can't score, clearly we need a goalkeeper who's not going to be able to allow any goals. So I thought he played well and hopefully he can keep that up because if he plays like that, we actually do have a chance of at least drawing games if we still decide that we don't want to score. All right, moving on to the stats now. We have the shots on goal. Uh, was 6-4 to four Chelsea, so actually pretty even too in the shots as well. 14-13 Chelsea to Bournemouth. Possession, Chelsea led that 65% to Bournemouth's 35%. You know, because they had more possession, they had more passes by about 200. Uh, a lot of fouls in this match, 20 to 15. Chelsea led that. Five yellow cards for the Chelsea players. Uh, that was something we I don't think we did mention. But yeah, there was a lot of rough housing in this one, uh, you could say. Then on to corners, it was 7 to 1. Chelsea led that. Uh, and obviously, two offsides to one. One of them, like I said, being the free kick uh, from Raheem Sterling that ended up being a goal. I forget who scored it. Uh, but then doesn't matter because he got ruled off four off sides. And um, like I said, Chelsea has its next match against Aston Villa next Sunday, September 24th at 9 a.m. So if I'm correct, let me see if I can count. Is that 1 p.m. in the U.K.? 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 2 p.m. in the U.K.? And then, uh, yeah, so they're going to be playing Aston Villa at home at Stamford Bridge. Aston Villa right now sit in 7th in the Premier League table. They're 3-0-2 with 9 points, and Chelsea, like I said, is in 14th. 1-2-2, 5 points. For the Blues, and a very quick episode today. Um, looking further into the schedule, I can say that Chelsea are going to be playing that EFL Cup third round 
next uh, midweek in uh, against Brighton at Sanford Bridge as well. And um, I guess I can wrap it up now. I, Alex, do you have any final thoughts? Or you're good? Uh, not really much, to be honest. It, it was a not much to talk about. A pretty bland game besides a couple of the chances we mentioned. And uh, you just kind of hope it gets better. Um, it was pretty painful uh, yesterday or uh, Monday, I guess. Wh- whatever day it was, Monday. Um, seeing Calvin Hudson-Odoi, who we obviously just let, let go for $3 million, score a banger from outside the box, uh, you know, clinical from outside the box, scoring goals. Uh, and we can't get a goal for the lives of ourselves. So it's a uh, it's a rough one out there right now. But just gotta hold uh, hold firm and hope uh, that you know some of these chances start going our way soon. All right. So with that being said, uh, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. Hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And follow Talking Blues Pod on Twitter. Alex on Twitter at ignoring twenty three. I'm on Twitter at Josh Solo twenty nine. And we will see you for another episode of Talking Blues next weekend after the Aston Villa match. Go Chelsea.